there, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the first episode of AD Tech Podcast. I am your host, Alex Delgado, and this is your source for all of the interesting tech stories in the tech field. Starting off with the headline story, we have this very interesting tale of how someone modded their Fisher-Price controller to work with a PC. Best of all, they played Elden Ring with it. I don't know how this is possible, but apparently it is possible, and this is probably the most interesting thing I've heard. So, according to Adam Bankhurst from IGN, he wrote an article stating, Rudism on Twitter has modded the Fisher-Price Laugh and Learn Game and Learn controller to actually work on a PC, and they played Elden Ring with it. Rudism shared footage of Elden Ring being played with the toy Fisher-Price controller, which he effectively turned into an Xbox controller. He also explained a bit about how he modded the controller while leaving many of the toy's original sounds intact. This is just my personal opinion, but I think this is pretty funny. Um, not in a bad way. I think this is funny in a good way. This is probably the most interesting mod I've ever heard of in gaming, because I didn't even know this was possible. Um, I think I've seen pictures of the controller, and from what I know, there's no wire coming off of it, so there must have been some advanced tech work going on here. So, in my opinion, Rudism, shout out to you. This is probably the best mod I've ever seen somebody do to a controller. Um, I, want, I wish there was a way that I could do this, because I'd really like to try something like that. Um, Back to the article, um, Rudism actually stated, these are his words, Here's the Fisher-Price Xbox controller in action. Let me know what games you'd you'd like to see me play with it. And thanks to at Wario64 for the offhand joke that inspired me to make this happen. So, um, from what it looks like, another Twitter user named Wario64 made some kind of joke. Now, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know exactly how this went down, but apparently Wario64 made some kind of joke, um, assumably about playing Elden Ring with a Fisher-Price controller, and Rudism here decided to make it come true, which I think is very interesting, because I actually can't imagine playing a game like Elden Ring with a controller that's like laughing at you and making sounds and playing music while you're trying to focus on the game. I feel like it could be a bit of an annoyance, but I feel like it'd be a cool novelty. Um, Here it says, one of the biggest challenges was the fact that the controller has no right analog stick. To get around this, Rudism utilized the mode switch on the controller that changes the mode from music to numbers. When you switch the right When you switch the mode over, it turns the left joystick into a right joystick. It also changes some of the face buttons to do different actions as well. The joystick even pushes in as it would on a normal Xbox controller. There are two bumpers on the top with a wheel and one that acts as a light switch of sorts, as they account for LB, LT, RB, and RT. So I think they have... um, I don't know if they modded it with the triggers or if the back triggers were already on there. Um, But I feel like even with all the buttons that you need, it'd still take a lot of work to get it to work with a computer and to get the computer to recognize the inputs as an X input or Xbox controller. 
Um, it says this product was or this project, sorry, was inspired by an offhand joke that Wario sixty four tweeted out on April fifteenth. He shared a link to a discounted Fisher Price controller and said it was perfect for Elden Ring. Okay, yeah, so Wario sixty four did make a joke about playing Elden Ring with a Fisher Price controller. Um, there is a video on the IGN article, so if you want to, you can check that out. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm going to check it out after I finish recording this episode. But um, it says, speaking to IGN, Rudism said that it was a super tight fit. I had to get a, he said, I had to get a Stanley knife to trim down the USB port so I could squeeze it in there. This made, this made for one of Rudism's cleanest builds, however. It was also one of his easier builds as he just piggybacked off the existing circuit board. So this is interesting. It was easy for him, but, um, I mean, he says it was easy, but with how this sounds, he probably had a large... Um, advanced background in, like, technology or, like, en tech technical engineering or something, I guess. So, he, it says, I, as he just piggybacked off the existing circuit board, fitting everything into the controller was the toughest part, and they had to fit a whole new thumbstick and 3D print a mount for it, as well as add new electronics for the shoulder buttons. Yeah, so, that makes sense. They had to add some new stuff to the board to make it actually work and, I guess, play Elden Ring. Um, Rudism is no stranger to unique controller creations as he recently beat Dark Souls 3 with Morse code and once played Overwatch using a bunch of bananas. That's... I think that beats the um, Elden Ring Fisher Price controller. Playing Overwatch with bananas... Um, have, has anyone listening ever heard of the um, Makey Makey? It's like a little Raspberry Pi kind of circuit board, and you can um, make like a controller out of it and stuff. Because um, I've seen a video of somebody like playing a digital piano on a computer with like a bunch of like I think it was like clothes pins, like those things that you use to clip your clothes to a clothesline. Um, but yeah, I feel like the playing Overwatch with bananas, in my opinion, beats the Fisher-Price controller. But the Fisher-Price controller is still cool, and it seems like Rudism um, makes a lot of cool, cool controllers. I'd actually like to see a video of that, somebody playing Overwatch with bananas. Like, how would you do that? Um, I guess... Yeah, I can't imagine how you do that with how you'd play Overwatch with bananas. That's interesting. Alright, next up we have, this is um, some bad news in my opinion, but it might not be true as it's speculation, but the Intel CEO now expects the chip shortage to last until 2024. So if Pat Gelsinger is correct, we could have um, the chip shortage for another two years which, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the chip shortage is the reason why people started, like, scalping graphics cards and stuff, and, like, buying them out from Micro Center and big stores and then selling them online for, like, hundreds more than they're worth in the store, or worth MSRP. So, 
Um, to get into this story, <clears throat> excuse me, it says Intel CEO Pat Gelsinger is anticipating that the chip shortage, which has been negatively impacting many industries, including the games industry, will remain an issue well into 2024. In a recent interview with CNBC, Gelsinger told the outlet that the chip shortage might drag on for two years due to the strain on key manufacturing tools. He stated, we believe the overall semiconductor shortage will now drift into 2024, Gelsinger told CNBC. He previously predicted several times that he expected the ship, sh the ship shortage, the chip shortage to drag into 2023 with the first mention of it coming last July during the company's Q2 earnings call. In October 2021, he reiterated that the supply chain issues could extend into 2023. Despite the chip shortage remaining an, in, bleh, an issue across various industries, Gelsinger noted how Intel's own chips are doing very well and are close to meeting the demand for its own chips. As he said during the company's Q1 2022 earnings call a few days ago, since 2020, the chip shortage has remained an ongoing issue. Most prominent examples of the supply chain issues could include the sale of the latest gaming consoles, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, along with the new desktop GPUs from AMD and NVIDIA. Through, though in recent weeks, it's appeared that the supply for Xbox Series X consoles, at the very least, is getting better and more regularly stocked at various retailers. Intel has been one of the few companies that has been investing ex exponentially in new product lines, though these new fab locations are not expected to open for another two to three years. Most notable the most notable location Intel announced back in January was in Ohio, which will be home to the largest silicon I can't read today manufacturing location on the planet. At the same time, other new fabs currently under construction are located in Arizona and Germany. So basically what the Intel CEO is saying is that we could have for another two years the chip shortage, which um, isn't really a big problem to me because I'm not buying like a bunch of new um, graphics cards and stuff. But I do feel like for other people who are... Um, like buying gra new graphics cards and upgrading their computers, it'll be a lot harder if these two years, if this two year speculation from Pat Gelsinger is correct, because um, a lot of scalpers are buying out graphics cards, I believe, due to the chip shortage and reselling them for a thousand dollars and more. So for people trying to upgrade their PC or people building a PC, it's going to be a lot harder. And those people are also making big profit that those companies are, that the actual companies making the cards are struggling to make. So um, last but not least, this, this last story for today, um, NVIDIA has been fined $5.5 million for inadequate disclosures of sales to crypto miners. Um, according to Taylor Lyles on IGN, it states, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, announced today that it fined, announced today as of yesterday, 20 hours ago, that it has fined NVIDIA $5.5 million for inadequate disclosures regarding how many of its graphics cards were sold to crypto miners. 
In a press release issued yesterday, it says today, but I'm going to say yesterday because this came out yesterday, the SEC notes that during the 2018 official year, NVIDIA failed to disclose that crypto mining was a significant element of its material revenue growth regarding the sale of its graphics cards. NVIDIA's disclosure failures deprived investors of critical information to evaluate the company's business in a key market. SEC's crypto assets and cyber unit head Christina Littman said in the press release, all issuers, including those that pursue opportunities involving emerging technology, must ensure that their disclosures are timely, complete, and accurate. Between 2017 and 2018, NVIDIA's GPUs were in high demand for crypto miners, which makes sense because a lot of people um, who have like crypto mining farms um, use NVIDIA. NVIDIA is a very popular company when it comes to crypto mining, so I can see why um, a lot of people would want to buy them. So to continue with this article, it says... When the industry faced another GPU shortage at the start of the new decade, NVIDIA's RTX 30 series was in short supply and high demand. To try and combat the issues, NVIDIA limited the hash rate of its graphics cards and even released a line of CMP graphics cards designated for crypto mining to circumvent the shortages. Although the supply of gaming GPUs seems to be better in the recent months, the pricing of these cards is still inflated, with the prices marked up hundreds of dollars more than their initial debut MSRP. This is what I'm saying. When graphics cards um, suffer from shortages and stuff like that, a lot of them are sold, a lot of them sell for a lot more than their MSRP, a lot more than their release price, which is what I was talking about earlier, making it hard for um, crypto miners who have like home crypto farms or crypto PCs, and also people who are upgrading their gaming setups or um, big, large crypto mining farms that are owned and operated by many people. Um, so yeah, I can see how um, NVIDIA is one of the biggest people suffering from shortages, but I don't really understand the whole inadequate disclosures thing. I don't really know much background about that. And last but not least, one of my favorite stories that I'm covering today, Meta will reportedly release two new Quest VR headsets by 2024. So into the next for so after two years, we could also we could be seeing the end of the chip shortage, but we could also be seeing new Quest headsets. So right here, it says Facebook's parent company, Meta, is reportedly planning to release four new headsets by 2024, including two new MetaQuest, formerly Oculus Quest, gaming headsets. Now, I'm just going to get into this quick ramble real quick, but um, I have to call it Meta since I'm covering it in a news reporter fashion, but when I'm by myself or talking to friends, I still call Meta Facebook and I still call um, Meta Oculus. Like when they say Meta Quest, I still call it Oculus Quest because that's what it was when I first found out about it and that's what the box said when I got mine. So I, I think it sounds better to call it Oculus Quest, but I have to call it Meta Quest for news reporting reasons. Um, 
So it says, according to a report from the information, Meta's internal roadmap has four VR headsets scheduled to release in the next three years. The two MetaQuest headsets will be for gaming, of course, while the latter two, including Project Cambria, which was released by CEO Mark Zuckerberg last week, will be for work purposes. A high-end gaming headset, seemingly, seemingly the successor to the Quest 2, is reportedly scheduled for release in 2023, while a budget model will release the following year. Project Cambria, however, appears to be the furthest along in development and was actually supposed to be released last year but suffered delays as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. An updated version of Cambria, codenamed Project Funston, is expected to be released in 2024. That's an interesting name, Project Funston. I kind of like the name, though. Cambria will be Meta's first work-focused VR headset, which has outward-facing cameras allowing for full-color pass-through, essentially meaning users can see through their headset in real-time, allowing for augmented reality as well as virtual. Cambria will will apparently have a high-resolution I think they spelled that wrong. Cambria will apparently have a high-resolution screen that allows it to be used for longer without experiencing fatigue, and while it's expected to be on the heavy side due to the large battery pack, it's designed to be comfortable over long periods of time. The compliments... the. This complements Zuckerberg's comments last week in which he said that the device can eventually replace an entire work setup. Employees have referred to Cambria as a laptop for the face. That's a very interesting way to refer to it, but I find it very interesting. Um, I especially find it interesting that Mark is working on a headset that will replace an entire work setup. Because as of right now, I feel like it would be kind of hard to replace an entire work setup, especially if you have to do paperwork. But a lot of stuff is in the computer now, so I can also see how it would work and how it could be a functional product. Um, Yeah, the headsets will be Meta's first foray into the metaverse, as Cambria will also include features to seemingly simulate the user's position within a virtual world. Zuckerberg said in the reveal last week, we're also building in in eye tracking and face tracking so that your avatar can make eye contact and facial expressions, which dramatically improves your sense of presence. This is straight up Ready Player One, and I am excited. I have always wanted something like Ready Player One in real life, and now that they're working on eye tracking and face tracking, it'll be a lot easier, because for those of you who have seen the movie Ready Player One, um, the avatars, you can like move their face, and their mouth moves, and their eyes open and close, and blink, and all that stuff, so I think it's pretty interesting that Meta is working on a headset that will track your face movements. But that is all the stories we have today. I would like to thank you again for tuning into the first episode. I'm Alex Delgado with AD Tech Podcast, and thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Bye, everyone.